Hello everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff will be diving into the top 25 sources of listings in today's real estate market. Now, let's hear from Jeff. We're going to get into, just so you know, kind of the flow. Obviously, yesterday we got into the mindset, the habits, the traits, the benefits of being a great listing agent. The next couple sessions are going to be about the sources of business, the sources of listings. Um, and if I could get the easel back up here with a marker too, that'd be helpful where listings come from. We're gonna get actually into some scripting so you can see exactly how we're using the scripts in today's market. And then later this afternoon, we're gonna dive deeper into, because I'm gonna share with you our top sources now, but later this afternoon, we're gonna dive deep into our top five. Because at the end of the day, great listing agents, thank you, great listing agents have no less than three, no more than five sources of business that they've mastered at a high level. And the mistake that a lot of agents make is they try, they try everything, you know, let me try that. Yeah, that didn't work out after 45 days, let me try this, right? They spread themselves too thin. If you look around your market, the best of the best listing agents in any market have no less than three, no more than five sources of business. Now, what does that mean? Because you'd say, well, I'm doing pretty good and I've only got one or two. Well, as some of you may, may have heard me say before, you don't introduce a new source until you've mastered the first one. That's a great mistake that great listing agents make as well, right? You know, I'm getting really good at this expired thing, and, you know, yep, the calls are going well, and I'm also text messaging them, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this source. I, I think I want to add um, Internet leads now. I'm ready for Internet leads. And so my question to anyone that's in that situation would be, well, have you exhausted all options to get business from that source? And honestly, if you look at your sources of business, I want you to think about that question. Have I exhausted all options to get business from that source? Because watch this, you're more effective, you're more efficient, you are just playing out better at whatever source is currently already working for you, and I would rather you double down on that source than go introduce a new one. I'll give you an example. So when I started in this business, as you know, I had to work with people that I didn't know because I was, nobody was trusting me with their home at a young age. And so my coach obviously recommended that I consider some different sources of business, or my broker recommended, as you may have heard the story, sorry, not coach, broker, and one of them was expireds. And so when, I started working expireds, I was getting good results, just making phone calls. All right, this, I could see how this could work. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, what about the people that don't answer? So then that's where I implemented, of course, because my coach made me, or, or, or uh, my broker made me, Jeff, just go see him at their door. If they're not gonna answer their phone, go see him at their door. And that's when I learned that I hated door knocking. <laughs> and so, From there, I was thinking, okay, well, I'm getting pretty good at this expired thing. Should I implement another source? And I didn't because then I thought, well, what happens to the people that don't answer their door? Well, what if I direct mail to them and try to get into their mailbox? So then I introduced direct mail to expireds. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. If they're not answering their phone, if they're not opening their door, 
Um, they're not getting their mail, or maybe they are getting their mail, but they're not responding to my letter. What else could I do to get more business from that source? So then I introduced text messaging. Then from there, it went on to uh, having an ISA who was making calls alongside with me, alongside of me, and when I was out on appointments. Well, how can I, how could I possibly you know, exhaust all options from this one source if I'm out on appointments or doing closings or whatever in the afternoon. So then I added an ISA. And in fact, the ISA schedule was actually 12 to 8 back then because those were the hours that I knew were going to be tough for me to prospect. So I wanted to make sure we were, we were covering that source of business on the phones, now direct mail, now text messages, now door knocking. What else? Well, now, of course, in, in 2020, this was probably 2018, when um, geo targeting and so forth became a thing through Google, well, what if I geo-targeted properties that were expired and they constantly would see my ads regularly? So we added that in. The point I'm trying to make is exhaust all options before you introduce a new source. You have to look at everything you're doing from a source of business that's working well for you right now and think what else could I be doing to get more business from this source. Who else is doing something differently that I could learn from as it relates to getting business from this source? I thought it was interesting. Jay knew, by the way, he knew that we had Ken on our stage in, in Orlando in January, so that was a perfect tie-in to his message. But that would be another example. If you're doing video, what is Ken doing differently than, than what I'm doing? And maybe I should go study that. There's people out there that are having success with the sources of business that you want to have success with, and they're doing things a little bit differently. What are they doing? Could I add that to my current routine? So I, I want to make sure I get the message out when I go through this list that you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I got to add 25 different sources of business? I have to get good at all of these? No, I want you to take the one that, if, if, if I were coaching you one-on-one -on -one today, I would ask you to do two things. Number one, I'd have you look at the current top source of business, and write down the question, what else could I do to get more business from this source? That's number one. Take a look at your current source of business and write down the question, what else could I do to get more business from this source? Because you're already good at it. You're, you already have the skill level to succeed at it. And the second thing I would do is say, I would ask you the question, what new source, once you're done with that, what new source, what new one source would you like to introduce? Don't make the mistake that most agents make. They in introduce two or three or four or five, and they never really go deep on any one. Once you have mastered one, you can move on to number two. And you'll notice, if you look in any market across the country, as I mentioned, the best of the best agents have really, they really nail it with three sources, no more than five. Because they recognize the more sources of business, the less resources on each source. A lot of sources in there. <laughs> Think about that for a second. The more sources of business you have, the less amount of time, the less amount of energy, the less amount of money, the less amount of, of total resources on each source, the more that you have. So instead of having 10 sources of business or seven sources of business, get really good at three. Nail three of them, no more than five. Okay, so let's get into, these are the top sources of listings right now on our team. So when people ask, well, you know, the market's a little different right now, you know, is this like last year's notes, or this is 
right now, where we're seeing the majority of our listings come from. Again, 80, 90 listings a month, 110 listings per month in this market. So I'm going to go through these sources of, of listings with you, and they are in order of uh, priority, meaning where the majority of them come from. And then when we come back from lunch, and I might even be able to get into it before lunch, I'm going to dive deep into the top three or four. So that way you can say, okay, yeah, I want to get good at that. They went deep on that one. It makes sense for me to do so. And I'm going to give you the things that we're doing for each one of those sources. So go ahead on your clean sheet, clean sheet of paper. Um, just right up at the top, top 25 sources of listings. These are the top 25 sources of listings right now. And they've changed, by the way, because some of you might remember, I think I did this in 2019. And they've already changed since then. Why? Because the market's changed. Now, the top five for us almost never change because we go, we've gone so deep on them. But there have been a few new ones that we've introduced. But again, we're not spending a lot of time and energy on those. Otherwise, it would take away from our resources on the top five. So, number one. Source of business or source of listings, ready? Past clients and past client referrals. Past client and past client referrals. And now number one and number two are, are kind of one and the same, and you'll, you'll pick up on that when I share number two. Past clients and past client referrals. Number one source of listings to date. And of course I know whenever I share that one, half the room says, oh, I was hoping that wasn't gonna be the first one. I've only been doing this for a few years. That's okay. Number three is still, by, by the way, when I get to number four or number five, it's still producing six, eight, ten listings per month, right? So don't think, oh, there goes all my listings because I, I, I haven't been doing this long enough. Number two, and by the way, a very close second, and that's actually, I separated these two for a reason, even though you'll see in a second why they're really one and the same. Number two, sphere of influence and sphere of influence referrals. Our number two source of listings Sphere of influence and sphere of influence referrals. Now, what I want you to do on your piece of paper, just draw like a little arrow or, you know, whatever to signify that when we talk database, that's database, right? Sphere of influence, past clients. Number three, for sale by owners. For sale by owners. Again, it's towards the top, so you better believe we're going to be digging deep into that one. Number four, expired listings. Expired listings. This is in order of where our listings are coming from. So, by the way, when I'm getting to number four, five, six, seven, again, they're still generating seven, 10, 12, 15. It's only until I get to like 10 and beyond where we're seeing you know, two or three listings a month from those sources. So number three was for sale by owners. Number four is expired listings. Number five is going to be internet leads. Internet leads, so your Zillows and your Realtor.coms. Of course, as you know, those are mostly buyers, but they have homes to sell. And what's amazing with internet leads, especially after you've been doing it for three or four years, they come back to sell their home with you. So don't think of a Zillow as buyers. A Zillow is a lifelong client. That's gonna be buyers, sellers, and referrals. Internet leads. What was that, number five? Yep. Number six, circle prospecting. Circle prospecting, so that's your just listed, just sold prospecting, which we'll, we'll cover that a bit. 
circle prospecting. That's, that's working a neighborhood after you've just sold a listing. That's, that's working a couple streets around the neighborhood, circle prospecting, after you've just taken a listing. Number seven, advertising. Advertising. And this is one, some of you may remember, I think it was, it might have been the retreat last year. I went really deep on that one. I mean, I went through billboard and radio and internet and all that. So we're not going to have time to get into that one today, but what I'll tell you is this. I'm going to talk about it a little bit now because I don't want everyone to go out and, and you know, get involved in, in radio contracts and all of that. It's, 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 it's not profitable, especially for the first six to 12 months. When I look at mass advertising, the radio, the billboards, the TV, we did a lot of it, okay? Some of you have heard the story. We got a little carried away. Uh, we were spending about $1.2 million on advertising, and we were doing about 800 or so transactions. And I made the decision at, that, at the end of that year to double down, as you hear me teach a lot, okay? This is the one area where I would not recommend it, and you're going to see why. So we were doing about 800 transactions, and I just did some math based on where our business was coming from and figured out that if we just increased our advertising spend from $1.2 million to $2 million, basically double our advertising spend, then I believe our unit count will go from 800 to about 1,500, just based on where our business was coming from and a conversion of our associates and so forth. And so we did about 800 transactions on $1.2 million in advertising. And of course, by the way, it was never our number one source of business, I'll tell you that. That's what's so, what's, what's so fascinating. You spend so much money, and it's, it, was, it didn't even get to like number two. I think it was like number three or four at best. So we doubled our spend. We went from 1.2 million to 2 million. Radio, TV, billboards, mass advertising. I mean, if you, if you happen to just walk down the street anywhere in Southeast Michigan, you'd see something. I mean, we were everywhere. Unit count went from 800 units to just over 1,000. We increased our units by about 200. So now watch this. You figure, okay, 200 units at an average commission of, say, 5,000. Well, actually, back then it was probably 7,000, but of course we have splits with our agents and so forth. It worked out to increase of an increase of revenue of maybe 350,000 to the company but we spend an additional 800,000 to do so. And guess what else happened? Because we were so focused on that advertising business, our other sources dropped because we weren't putting as much time and energy into them. So we actually had some agents that were focused on one particular source and they did less business from that source because now we've got a lot of advertising coming in, coming in and our revenue from that source over there dropped. So two years in a row, we lost a half a million dollars as a company. What I had worked probably at this point 10 years for built, building a bank account up to just over a million dollars. It was all gone in two years. And so what I will tell you, and the reason why I'm sharing this lesson is because the market that we're heading into could be a very unstable one. And I don't want you getting involved in long-term expensive contracts with some of these um, you know, vendors or whoever that are supporting our business, especially when I'm referring to mass advertising. Obviously, you know the people that we bring in. We vet all of them. Right? We either do business with them or our clients do business and say great things about them. But I want you to be very mindful in this next market about how much you're spending. Because I know several agents right now, 
several teams. I mean, you, you pretty much, you could, you could all probably name a few that are doing a ton of volume. They're doing a ton of units, but they're not making any money because this particular source, the results from it aren't as good as they once were, especially in a softer market. So while advertising is still pretty high on our list, because right now we spend basically a million bucks a year, 800,000 to a million bucks a year, but of course our GCI is you know maybe around six million. So my rule of thumb on advertising is never more than 20% of your revenue should go towards advertising. Do not break that rule. I broke that rule, and it was a massive mistake. Never more than 20% of your revenue, your commissions, should go towards advertising. Do not break that rule. So that's just my little spiel on advertising because it's not one of the sources I'm gonna dive deep into because it's not one of the sources I actually recommend right now because the ROI on it has actually declined a bit. So the next source that I would share, so I did um, internet leads, circle prospecting, advertising. The next one is agent to agent referrals. I believe we're on number eight. Sound right? Yep, agent to agent referrals. And I will tell you Moving from this point moving forward, those are not going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, we're seeing more agent-to-agent -agent referrals in my experience than I've seen ever in the history of the industry. A lot of that has to do with how easy Zillow has made it to, for us to be able to go up and, and research other agents or um, uh, Facebook groups obviously have, have helped us with that. Those aren't going anywhere. Number nine, online referral sources. Online referral sources. Okay, online referral sources. So I'm talking about the home lights, the uh, top agents ranked. Everyone in this room, if you've been to a tour stop in the last 12 months, you've heard me talk about this one. And I always ask our tour attendees to when you get home tonight or this weekend, go back to your market and I want you to Google, sell my home in Cleveland, sell my home in Columbus, sell my home in Indianapolis. I want you to go home and Google that. And, sh and click on every single company that's buying those keywords and get into relationship with them. Well, how do I get into relationship? It's online. You click on what their, their company is. You scroll around. It's going to have something that says for agents. Agents click here or become one of our preferred agents. Those guys aren't going anywhere either. Why? Because they have mastered getting in the way. What do, we, what do I mean by that? They have gotten in the way between us and our clients, and now they're collecting referral fees to do so. Well, you can say shame on them, but don't do that because guess what? They're just beating us at our own game. And they've got deeper pockets in most cases. There was a day when you would search, sell my home in Indy, and all these brokers would come up. Today, it's whoever's buying that. And it's usually large corporations that have a big advertising budget. Well, they're giving leads back to listing agents for, in exchange for a referral fee. That I approve of. I'm fine with you paying a portion of your commission for a lead. I mean, that, that's just the way the industry is. That's how it works. Most of them do not require any upfront big spend or monthly spend. Some of them do, and by the way, the ones that do are still good too. They just do that as a filter because they don't want to have 100, 100 you know, uh, wannabe agents working their leads. So what they do is they say, well, you pay 99 upfront, and you pay 99 a month, and you pay 25% on everything that closes. That's not a money grab for them. That's actually how they filter out the agents who are actually committed. And so the agents that are paying the 99 up front and 99 a month are actually getting good quality listings from that, including us. Online referral sources is number nine. Number 10. Number 10. Social media. Social media. Now, 
if, you've been, if you were at our event in Orlando, you might say, wait a minute, Jeff. You just had a summit and this tour where you talked about the five skills that every agent must master, and one of them was social media, but it's number 10 for you guys. Let me be clear when I say social media. I'm talking about, when I say social media in terms of top 25 sources of listings, I'm talking about ad spend in, in exchange for leads. Ad spend in exchange for leads. Social media is arguably our number one source of listings, but they don't get all, it should not get all the credit. Because why? Well, we treat social media as our database. You have to think of your Facebook and your Instagram and so forth as your database. And so even though social media is number 10 on our list, it actually enhances everything you do with your database. And so the days of, you know, hoping that your clients don't find you on Facebook or, Jeff, I don't want to be friends with my clients. Are you kidding me? Those days are gone. Every single closing, you're exchanging handles, you're exchanging names, you're exchanging whatever to make sure you're friends with all of your clients on social media. Because if you're not, somebody else will be. You'll hear that tomorrow, uh, uh, quite a bit about that tomorrow in, in uh, the keynote. But the days of, of yeah, I kind of like to keep my, my business and my personal separate. You know, I don't, you know, I go to that Put-in-Bay on the weekends. I don't want my clients seeing me hanging out at Put-in-Bay on social media. First of all, it's 2022. There's a lot worse things on social media, so that's okay. They want to see that you're a real person. That is part of developing your brand, your personal brand, and who you are. Yeah, from time to time, could it turn some people off? Sure, but it's going to attract way more people than it actually turns off. So social media, although it made the list at number 10, I want to make sure you understand at this, on this particular list, I'm referring to our ad spend in exchange for leads that we get. Thank you for taking time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. The market is changing. Our business plans and strategies need to change along with it. Join the number one producing real estate coach, Jeff Glover, and the New York Times best-selling author, speaker, and leadership authority, John C. Maxwell, in Orlando this January for the 2023 Live Unreal Summit and learn everything you need to know and do to thrive through the shifting market. To learn more, visit gloveru.com summit.